Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to Mint. I am Nasreen Sultana. You are listening to All Things Markets, where I speak to experts analyzing the big trends moving the stock markets. Riding on the widespread optimism, Indian markets have been scaling fresh record highs as the Sensex hit 60,000. Indian markets have been rising in most days of September despite periodic nervousness around China's ever grand debt defaults cascading to a global crisis and US Federal Reserve's rate tapering decision. However, investors are concerned now. Rising inflation risk and withdrawal of ultra-easy monetary policy by global central banks, mainly by U.S. Federal Reserve, may trigger a sharp rise in bond yields, which can cause risk assets to correct sharply. Steep valuation concerns have also been looming large. So, how long will this super rally in Indian markets last? To understand that, I am joined by Vineet Samre, Head Equities, DSP Investment Managers. Hi, Vineet. Welcome to the show. Hi, Nasreen. A uh, lot of analysts are penciling in uh, more leg to the rally. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I think this is a million-dollar question right now, Nasreen. Uh, we've hit 60,000. So, you know, to me, I think this is uh, just a number uh, in the long journey where, you know, as the economy keeps growing, as the corporates keep growing, the equity indices they in a way remain a barometer to what is happening uh, on the economy side so you know the way to think as far as the markets are concerned is to correlate it with uh, you know how one thinks about the economy and what we are witnessing right now probably is uh, one of the best times uh, in terms of the economic revival uh, on the on the back of what the government has done uh, in uh, in terms of uh, you know pushing growth Uh, and uh, clearly you know we are coming out of a dull environment if you see five years back uh, we were actually grappling with uh, you know some of the reforms which were more cleansing in nature uh, the likes of demonetization gst uh, the banking reform I, i would say that you know most of the cleansing had happened and then to top it all we had covid with which hit most corporates and now uh, on the back of that i think uh, in a way if you ask me covid has come uh, you know as a Uh, you know, at an appropriate time where we were all reeling under pressure and we needed a dose of uh, you know uh, growth, and which is now very aptly provided by the government. And we see that uh, due to this plus uh, you know many other aspects which have uh, come along the way, uh, you know, which is the uh, the manufacturing sort of get gaining importance uh, globally. India getting recognized as an alternate uh, you know supplier of products across various categories. uh the uh, you know the balance sheet of most corporates becoming leaner and better which makes them now you know really ready for let's say if the demand sustains you know to invest and get back on the growth curve so i would say that the next few years from this perspective uh, remains good as far as the economy is concerned and uh, along the side you have uh, some of the other ingredients which are supportive in a way uh, for equities which is uh, you know you have inflation which is uh, still let's say uh, moderate uh, while it's rising that's one risk which we may probably discuss ahead 
I think some moderate inflation is okay as far when we get back on the growth curve. Interest rate is still supportive. So I would say broadly, uh, these are the uh, aspects which uh, to me, uh, you know, are, uh, let's say, making the equity outlook look better over a longer term. Now, you know, through the journey, the journey as far as the equity is concerned is, uh, you know, you know, by its nature, it is a volatile uh, category. It's a volatile animal. And uh, that volatility one needs to keep in mind uh, that, you know, when you have gone past such a sharp rally, it is quite possible that you may consolidate for a while if uh, things don't pan out as expected or some risk emerge uh, in the interim. Uh, and those probably will become more as a buying opportunity in the uh, you know in the overall uh, spectrum when we are looking at the positive outlook on the economy and the markets over a long term uh, let's say over the next four to five years. Mm, that's quite a bullish uh, stance on the stock markets, uh, but uh, we also have a big event coming up. That's the corporate earnings. So do you think the September quarter actually will give that kind of uh, confidence uh, to investors that the rally will continue? So uh, let me say this, Nasreen, that um, I think as far as the uh, second quarter is concerned, we all know that some part of the second quarter was lost because of the lockdowns, uh, which were still happening mm. in certain part of the economy so to that extent one you know if one were to re- really adjust those uh, you know uh, period of uh, non availability or you know uh, 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 corporates not uh, uh, operational i think uh, the otherwise uh, the uh, uh, demand recovery uh, is sort of uh, looking robust uh, as far as our conversation with uh, most of the companies are concerned the, the demand has not sort of let down uh, most of the expectation which the corporates were having and in case of uh, many sub segments uh, our interaction with the corporates also suggests that you know there are many parts where corporates are really facing shortage uh, and not able to meet the demand so i think in terms of the demand momentum it is strong when the numbers get announced gets announced we'll have to bear in mind that we are going to be looking like a, on a, a looking uh, you know uh, on a truncated quarter basis and hence we'll have to mm-hmm. make those adjustment uh, but more importantly i think uh, it is the uh, body language it is the guidance coming out from the management which will be more sort of uh, you know uh, looked at by the uh, street and which is where i would say the confidence is likely to sustain is my belief only one caveat let me uh, put it here is mm. uh, while most corporates tend uh, to showcase strong demand momentum uh, there will be some sectors where still the demand momentum no, may not be as good but by and large on uh, you know on an average i think the demand is okay but more importantly what can actually put a spanner is the rising cost which uh, may impact the profitability uh, let's say for this quarter and also going forward because the cost inflation is not abating at all i mean that's yeah. one which is surely uh, coming out uh, and hitting the corporates which is where most managements are also uh, you know, trying to uh, figure out how best to sustain the profitability. You think that these are actually real demand and there is, uh, it's not much led by festive. So I, I think uh, it's too early to, let's say, uh, talk about the festive demand right now because those trends are still to emerge. And very frankly, uh, uh, for all of us, uh, even including corporates, they will be uh, sort of watching that. And there is no real, uh, you know, 
let's say very strong view uh, the corporates might also be able to okay. give at this time uh, so i would say that the festive season is yet to begin uh, like you mentioned uh, once uh, this pitshad uh, paksh uh, is over and then you have the uh, festival the season yeah festival season starting i think that's a time when the real uh, you know the uh, demand momentum uh, on the back of uh, festive season will be known so i think till such time we'll have to wait and see Uh, only thing I, I, what i can mention right now uh, i think is the uh, the demand till now uh, what we are gathering is uh, pretty robust is uh, what is uh, given to understand and when i'm saying demand is robust i'm really talking about you know segments which are more linked to let's say uh, consumers segments mm. which are linked to more particularly building material and the allied products there we are seeing uh, mm. very strong resurgence and uh stable demand momentum so i think uh, these two which remains a large part of your activity those uh, sort of uh, is uh, sustaining well yes actually i was coming to real estate as a sector that sector has seen uh, a lot of buyers in the last few weeks the 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 sector the index itself has risen around 25% uh, last week and most an- analyst uh, that i have spoken to say that festive demand launches in the residential property and of course the loan interest the, the low uh, interest rates have kind of made the sector very attractive uh, do you have a similar stance on the real estate sector uh, and do you see that, uh, that that the sector is getting attractive once again and this is after the slump that we saw in covid times yeah i think uh, so as far as the real estate sector is concerned one uh, important matrix to sort of uh, look at is uh, the launch pipeline and the demand outlook so i think through the last one one and a half year what we are witnessing is uh, momentum marginally picking up as far as the demand is concerned but bigger mm-hmm. changes happened on the launches front so the launch number uh, kept shrinking over the last one one and a half but this was what is delayed launches because i i remember last one and a half years especially when there was lockdown there was no launches there were there were of course they cannot be because these are not online products that you can buy over the counter yeah. you need to visit the sites and all but are this delayed uh, launches which were supposed to happen in the month of maybe 2020 and it's got delayed to 21 I, i would say it's a combination of this and also if you remember post rera uh, most of the unorganized developer which were unable to comply with the norms they sort of uh, got weeded out and uh, that led to uh, many projects actually uh, uh, you know just uh, uh, languishing and uh, not mm. able to sort of deliver so i would say that it's a combination of uh, some of these elements but uh so so what has happened is that for those who uh, you know sustained and uh, you know uh, the organized players they actually got to see the benefit of uh, you know not only the demand revival which which i would say is not a very strong resurgence i would say it's a marginal uptick in the momentum uh, but more importantly because of lack of uh, many launches i think uh, uh, now we are witnessing some bit of uh, you know pricing power returning very marginally Uh, so i would say that uh, you know I, i would not call it a very strong resurgence and i would not say that you know there's a very strong outlook as far as the real estate is concerned the demand momentum has improved that is good it 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 was it you know it was actually uh, it had to happen because uh, you know the last 7 or 8 years were pretty 
dull and but the environment was becoming very conducive like you mentioned interest rate many states started offering uh, duty uh, yeah. discounts so i think all of that uh, and plus the covid uh, you know led to uh, people upgrading to larger homes people upgrading hmm. their uh, their existing homes so all of this has actually led to uh, some bit of that demand momentum my judgment is that uh, you know the uh, the uh, gradual uh, you know uptick in the demand would sustain uh, because i still see that uh, the work from home is not going to go away uh, hmm. the interest rates are still supportive and um, uh, on the back of uh, you know good uh, bookings i think most of the developers are also becoming bit more aggressive in terms of launching on time and all of that so but but uh, you know uh, that that's to do with the core real estate but more importantly what i would like to say is um, you know there is going to be even a larger momentum in the proxy real estate plays because what's happening is that beyond new houses there is also a lot of upgradation which is happening in your existing homes uh, which itself is uh, you know lending to the demand for many of the building materials uh, and mm-hmm. the allied uh, segments as a category so i would say so you mean to say paint and uh, uh, and other like tiles sanitary mm-hmm. wear, uh, uh, you know uh, electrical products i think most of the demand flow uh, is actually getting uh, you know uh, it is overflowing to some of these segments which are witnessing uh, very positive outlook is uh, is what it seems like okay okay moving or you know back to uh, the stock markets and overall uh, do you think that uh, the stock markets uh, valuations are getting uh, in an overheated uh, zone and i know typically indian markets have always been uh, much expensive compared to the em peers uh, but at the moment do you do you think that uh, our valuations are quite high or you think it's justified because a we have done better than the rest of the world and uh, of course earnings expectations are still strong as we speak so there's no doubt the uh, valuations today are in the top uh, you know it has crossed uh, most of your uh, uh, historical parameters uh, when it comes to the quartile positioning and uh, in many pockets we are seeing the valuations have really gone crazy in terms of uh, it being very expensive uh, but uh, you know let me let me say that um, today uh, you know as i was saying that uh, you know we are in a uh, expanding economy and with uh, most of the other uh, factors also supporting uh, you know the growth in the economy uh, most of the factors supporting growth in the economy so so i would say that um, uh, you know why the valuations may remain punchy you're right uh, we we are trading at a premium to most of the emerging market i would say that some of this premium uh, would sustain uh uh you know also you know one other aspect of the valuation which one needs to consider is that the mix of our uh, uh index is also changing in favor of uh, you know let's say insurance businesses services mm. business now the new tech uh, companies are also getting listed uh, so i would say that some bit of that adjustment uh, in terms of the valuations needs uh, to take place and that is happening 
Uh, some bit of the uh, outperformance versus the emerging market and other developed market also needs to be factored in. And hence, uh, I, I, you know, the premiumization uh, of the valuation is a factor which is likely to sustain. Now, I'm not suggesting that, you know, we keep, uh, you know, we, we keep uh, uh, anticipating that, you know, the PEs will keep re-rating and uh, that's, uh, you know, people keep getting uh, into the stock market at any valuations. I think, uh, you know, while we have all the uh, ingredients to, uh, you know, sustain a premium valuation, but one needs to be careful and cautious while investing. Uh, if one is investing at a higher valuations, then the there has to be a waiting period before which uh, the expectation of returns uh, should uh, be uh, taken into consideration. People should moderate their uh, short-term return expectations from the market at heightened valuations. Uh, uh, and I, I think the the way to uh, the way to deal uh, with the expensive valuations would be uh, to uh, expand your time horizon in the market. If you uh, get quick returns in the short term that's a bonus which you should uh, which you should uh, consider not as your right but uh, you know something which is a mm. windfall and so i think that's how one should think about evaluations mm. but uh, uh, you know in the last uh, fed meeting last week uh, there is a indication uh, that there would be tapering of the bond purchases yeah. and interest rate hike and uh, in in our uh, in india also rbi may kind of follow and uh, interest rate uh, may be hiked uh, do you think that this will have an impact on the overall liquidity that's driving indian markets because uh, whatever said and done the post-COVID money that has come into uh, the equities and those are all cheap money that has found its way to emerging markets, especially India. Uh, you think that that will have a deeper impact on the liquidity that India has been enjoying? Yes, uh, I would say that, you know, the, uh, so, you know, post-COVID, we've seen huge amount of uh, liquidity flow uh, across the world. Uh, which has benefited the uh, most asset classes, including equities. And, uh, you know, once the uh, tapering starts, it is definitely going to lead to a uh, bit of uh, the liquidity pullback. And that's going to hurt uh, most of the markets, uh, including uh, us, is is my feeling. But uh, that that's number one. And uh, uh, number two is uh, the good part about this, Nasreen, is... Uh, Versus what we had witnessed in 2013, uh, the taper tantrum, that was something which was sudden. Uh, this time around, uh, there is more preparedness. People are aware that uh, you know the tapering has to happen. And more importantly, I would say uh, the uh, the pace of tapering and the uh, also the uh, uh, you know the quantum of tapering will depend upon uh, the economic uh, yes. outlook there. So if we have a improving economic outlook, the impact overall uh, should be uh, should be should, should not be so high, and that's what we are sort of thinking about. So I think uh, one is the preparedness, which uh, you know uh, actually uh, mitigates the overall uh, impact, and second is if the uh, revival uh, starts to take place, that also leads to less of an impact. So I would say, uh, will liquidity, uh, will the tapering impact liquidity? Yes, it definitely does. It will create some bit of that risk of uh, environment. Uh, but I think the preparedness will be higher. 
as far as the interest rates are concerned uh, i would say that uh, you know we uh, so one needs to be prepared to uh, you know see some bit of uh, interest rate moving northward now uh, we have hit the troughs uh, and uh, i think some bit of uh, uh, interest rate remaining higher on the back of growth and moderate inflation uh, still remains good for the economy but once it actually uh, you know it becomes a hyperinflationary economy interest rates then need to go beyond uh, your normal range i think that's where one needs to start worrying hmm. now uh, you know one last question uh, before we sign off uh, we were talking about inflation and uh, inflation uh, commodity led inflation has been there actually beginning of since beginning of 2021 uh, in fact even before that in 2020 also last quarter we saw uh, metal prices uh, surging to record highs and we are still in that territory now uh, do you think that uh, that will have an impact on the overall liquidity and on corporate earnings uh, brent crude uh, uh, has been rising for the last few uh, days Uh, it's almost nearing $80 per barrel and that's definitely not a great news for indian economy which is dependent on oil uh, and we do a bit of uh, we do a lot of import uh, as um, for oil so how do you think it will pan out do you think uh, oil led or commodity led inflation may kind of derail the indian markets rally now uh so i think this is uh, very important from the uh, uh, the overall input inflation perspective and uh, our economy is uh, dependent on oil uh, which is a large commodity which we import and even otherwise most base raw material are linked to some of these global commodities where we are seeing inflationary uh, scenario right now now uh, i think first of all the last one year has been all over the place we know there are uh, you know new trends have emerged uh, uh, and uh, one is still trying to figure out what will be secular what will not be secular uh, the other factor is that you know we saw a lot of supply crunch taking place and which has also led to the inflation it's not all let's say driven by a very massive demand sustainable demand recovery it is to do with supply side bottle uh, supply side pressure and supply side bottlenecks which has actually pumped up the inflation and uh you know let's assume that if the uh, the supply chain bottlenecks were to get resolved uh, some of these inflation were to moderate as well but who knows before that you know what kind of spike take place what kind of short term demand leads to you know what uh, uh, kind of spike so i think those are some of the uh, risks which are definitely inherent uh, in uh, in in building Uh, your estimates for the corporates and as i mentioned uh, in my earlier remark i think co- companies today are not worried as uh, so much on the demand but they are more worried on the rising cost across the board so uh, definitely these uh, uh, you know spikes in the commodities is going to cause uh, uh, you know uh, some bit of nervousness it is going to lead to let's say downgrade as well in terms of your earnings expectation uh, if it doesn't subside so uh, so over the next two or three quarters i think that risk remains and anyways we are actually uh, you know anyways uh, the analyst have built a very high growth numbers uh, for fy 22 23 so any moderation there will have its own bearing on uh, the market's valuation as well so i would say that inflation if it actually uh, you know continues in the same manner uh, i think that's going to be a risk as far as the earnings are concerned 
All right. On that note, uh, Vineet, thanks a lot for joining us and uh, sharing those insights. Thanks a lot once again for sharing your time. Thank you, Nasreen, and uh, wish you all the best. For feedback, you can write to me at nasreen.s at lifemint.com or you can reach out to me on Twitter at Nasreen Story. You can also reach out to us at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And to listen to more podcasts like this, you need to log on to www.htsmartcast.com. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.